the Oath of Manifestation. I accept and receive unexpected good, unexpected money, unexpected love, unexpected kindness, unexpected generosity, unexpected offers, unexpected prosperity coming in unexpected ways from unexpected places in my life and the life of others. I am constantly guided and boldly empowered to receive the lavish abundance of the universe. I accept the principle that abundance and prosperity have already been given to me. My acceptance makes it real and opens the space for manifestation to rush in. I open wide the doors of my consciousness to receive and to give. It is done now. Through this oath of manifestation, all things are possible. I declare absolutely that I live in a friendly universe that is always providing for me. I feel it powerfully happening now. I open to receive more abundance and to give more abundance than I have ever experienced before. I can afford anything I desire. In fact, I am so prosperous, I need never worry again. I am grateful for all that I already have and grateful for all that I am ready to give. I keep myself lifted in high consciousness no matter what the appearances are. God is all there is. I let the God times roll and so it is. And so it is. Amen. So that was the Oath of Manifestation that was written by um, Michael Bernard Beckwith, um, the leader of Agape, which is a spiritual center in California that I used to attend when I lived there. Um, so that Oath of Manifestation was written when the congregation was focused on uh, manifesting prosperity in all areas. Um, and so we had read that oath um, before service started and it was really powerful so I wanted to share that with you all. So this is Raven's Fine Art. I just jumped in there. This is Raven Kushner and today we're moving forward. We had been talking about the famous artists. Uh, first series was on Leonardo da Vinci, second was on Pablo Picasso, but now we're going right to the heart of things. Um, I really wanted to go beyond just focusing on artists. That's why I changed up the intro. While I am an artist and love and adore artists, I really connect to a wider um, audience. And the whole purpose of me doing this is I really want to connect with like-minded individuals who are interested in personal growth and development in all areas. So money is a very important area. And unfortunately, there are still a lot of artists that do not prioritize uh, this particular area in their life, and I don't know why. Um, being such an important and relevant area of life, like it would be really the last thing, well not the last thing, but maybe the second to the last thing you'd ever want to neglect. Obviously, your relationships with people would be top priority. And incidentally, I did do a blog post on the importance of connection 
um, today on my website, ravensfineartprints.com. So I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. But today I wanted to get into this book. Um, this book, Think and Grow Rich, was written by Napoleon Hill. Um, <clears throat> the legend has it that he interviewed um, several different uh, people, um, starting with Carnegie, who supposedly um, commissioned him to interview all these different people. Now, there actually are um, some controversies surrounding that, like maybe he really didn't receive this commission. He just did it on his own. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> the point is, is that the information in the book is really important. <clears throat> it's really relevant and it's really helpful. So uh, going beyond just the artistic process, it's really important as I mentioned, to get behind the scenes, if you will. So if all you do, not only as an artist, because like I said, this is really geared towards anyone who's interested in personal growth. So whatever your dharma is, whatever your task in life is supposed to be, whatever your chosen work, um, whether it's homemaking, whether you're in fitness, whether you're in a security guard, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is put in front of you to do, it's not just the skill that's going to get you ahead. And we saw that looking at the lives of the masters, Da Vinci and Picasso. It wasn't just their skill that got them where they were. It was their mindset and their dedication um, and their connection to something greater than what they were. They wanted to go beyond what they could see and touch in everyday life. And they, in Da Vinci's case, he wanted to get beneath things and really understand how things work. And in Picasso's case, he was consciously trying to leave a legacy um, in the art world, but he committed his entire life to that. And that requires a certain mindset that a, it does come more naturally to some people than others, but it's not something that you're either born with or you're screwed. It's something that we can all develop and, and that we all do develop. It's just that when we use it, we're not always conscious of it. So if you can think of something that you achieved or something that you managed to do that you look back on it and you think, wow, that was really cool that I did that. In the moment, you probably weren't thinking about it and you were probably young at the time because when we're younger, we're really not thinking about risks. We don't have a lot of baggage yet. So we often just do things that we look back on and think, wow, <laughs> like I don't know that I would do that again, but I'm so glad I did that at the time. So going forward, we're going to be focusing more on the bigger picture, more on mindset. So Think and Grow Rich is one of those foundational texts for a lot of really successful people. They credit the, some of the principles in this book um, with their own mindsets and their own growth and success. And I'm, I'm reading an old book, an old version of the book. There have been rewrites since. And so if you're going to read the book yourself, you're going to, and you've never read it before, of course, um, you have to make some allowances for the time in which it was written. Some of the language is a little bit old fashioned and might even be considered mildly offensive <laughs> in this day and age. Um, so, but again, that's, you really got to look past that and, and look at the intention and not just, you know, the, the fine details. All right, so the premise of this book, Think and Grow Rich. Now that's a very catchy title, but it's much more than that. It's not about just, you just sit there and think and grow rich, but that is an eye-catching title and he admits 
that that's part of why he titled it that. And, and that's very smart. Sometimes I think people look down on really smart marketing decisions like that because they kind of have this idea that things should, everything should just sort of happen naturally. You should find your mate naturally. You should get wealthy naturally. You know, you should meet your soulmate naturally. Like none of that happens. It's like everything that we do, whether we're conscious of it or not, it's a cause and effect situation. So if you want people to read your book or to be attracted to your service or whatever, whatever it is that you're offering, it's, it's smart and it's important to make it catchy. So it's not really about just thinking and growing rich, but the premise of the book is that there is, and it's called the law of attraction. Everyone knows it as the law of attraction. Now it was popularized by the movie, the secret, but basically the bottom line is, and I don't take a super superstitious take on, on anything and certainly not on this. So it's not superstition. It's not magical. It's, you know, none of those things. It's actually very practical. It basically just says whatever you put your heart, mind, and soul into, you're going to see it show up in your life. It's not going to show up the way you expect it most of the time because, you know, you aren't a God, you are a person, so you can't force things to happen. But the way we've been made, the way we've evolved, the way our minds are, um, we have the ability to to grow and to develop unlike the other uh, animal species that we share the earth with. They are stuck with, you know, instinct. Uh, We have instincts, but we can't really rely only on instincts. We have the added ability to project into the future and to actually create the kind of world we want to live in. And that is a huge gift and it's a huge responsibility because Unlike the animals of the earth, they are not responsible for the the care and the um, cultivation of the earth. They've been given what they've been given and they make perfect use of it and that's all they're supposed to be doing. We, on the other hand, have been tasked with being stewards and being caretakers of the earth. Now, I would argue that we are not uh, maximizing our role. We are, in many cases, doing things that are destroying our planet which of course is self-destructive. But we have the ability and the power to create the kind of world that we individually want to live in and collectively want to live in. So I wanted to start off before getting into the book, since this is just the introduction with why I believe that this works and and not the mechanics of it, because for me, it's more about does it work or does it not work? Because it, whether it works or doesn't work for me is what matters. If something sounds great but doesn't work, I'm not interested. And I mean, on the other hand as well, if something, you know, um, what did I say? If it sounds great but doesn't work, that certainly doesn't matter. But if it sounds silly but it does work, then sign me up because you know, we have only one life to live. And for some of us, you know, the years are ticking away and there's no time to waste. So if something works, then I want to do it. I want to know about it. I want to learn about it. I want to investigate it. Um, And so I don't advocate being gullible and just accepting anything that comes along. What I suggest is that you try it yourself. If you are skeptic and you don't really believe this or you have, you know, you want to poke holes in it, that's fine. I mean, do it or don't do it. That's up to you. 
What I'm here to say is that it does definitely work. It's worked for plenty of people. It's worked for me. And it, like I said, it doesn't work like magic. You know, it's not about magic. It's about, it's about optimizing how we were made. So we were made to be able to communicate in abstract terms and to project into the future. So a dog or a cat doesn't worry about tomorrow. We have the burden and the privilege of being able to not only worry about tomorrow, which I don't advocate, but to actually affect tomorrow, which I do advocate. So I have several examples, but I don't want this to go too long. I'm aware that I think these podcasts have been going too long, so I'm trying to keep them shorter. I know people have other things to do rather than to listen to me yak away. Um, so I just want to get to the point of one example, recent example of my move to Texas. So I'm originally from California, um, and California is great, but it's super crazy expensive beyond what is reasonable in my opinion it makes no sense whatsoever yes you have weather but i mean texas has decent weather too it's more unpredictable for sure Um, but anyway so i needed to get out of there for several reasons and what i did was i because i know that this stuff works i committed everything in my brain towards that goal so i did my research of course i googled where i wanted to live I Googled the demographics. I wanted to make sure I didn't end up in Texas in some unfriendly place, (laughs) you know, where I didn't want to be. So I did my research, you know, which is the um, more brick and mortar type approach to everything. But I also know that that's not enough. So I went to work on my own mindset, keeping everything very positive. And I was coming out of an extremely negative situation having to leave someone that had become unlivable with, um, having to take care of um, my adult children to make sure they were situated. It was an extraordinarily stressful time in my life. And I had a limited amount of time to get this stuff done. So having to uproot your entire life, you know, in a place where you had lived your entire life, to go to a state where you'd never even visited before, let alone lived in, it's over and I had no job at the time <laughs> so unemployed I mean I had my um my uh license as a loan officer so I had that but I I didn't have a job I certainly didn't have a job in Texas so I had no contacts no family no friends no nothing so this on the surface of things doesn't look too good and if you're only looking at it from a cognitive point of view you would say just don't do that And that's why I didn't really tell people that I was going to do that because I knew that that would have been their first reaction. Just don't do it. And they would have listed all the reasons, like I just mentioned, why it's a stupid idea. But I just knew in my gut that this is what I needed to do. Um, I knew that Texas was affordable and I had done my research. So I knew where I needed to be within Texas and where I wanted to avoid Actually, I didn't really know where I wanted to avoid. I just knew where I wanted to be, where I needed to be. <laughs> Did my research, but I also went to work on my mindset. So every every day and every night, I did 30-minute meditations that were, um, they were put together for me by someone I worked with, and they're extremely helpful for manifestation. So they were basically affirmations set in such a way that they resound in both of your ears, like... It's almost like if you had two people on either side of you talking softly in your ear, whispering positive things, 
So it's, it's hard to explain, um, but you put your headphones on and you listen to these positive messages that are kind of subliminally going into each ear. And I would listen to them upon rising and I would listen to it right before I'd go to bed, which is when your consciousness is most open. And I did that every day. I wrote out every day what I wanted to manifest. I wanted, I, I wanted an apartment that, you know, was big enough for, for me and one of my adult sons. It had to have this, it had to have that, it had to have the other. And I listed exactly what I wanted. And I didn't try to be quote unquote reasonable, I guess, except that I did go for an apartment, not a house. I wasn't, cause it didn't matter. I figured an apartment would be better anyway, because I didn't want to take on too much responsibility right away. So an apartment has groundskeepers and stuff like that. And it's, you know, maybe there's a way to, to meet people, to make connections. It felt safer as well. So, but I, I wrote down everything that I wanted in an apartment. I went to work looking for it. Long story short, on the very last day that I had to get out, and I had setbacks along the way. I had things that I thought were lined up that I thought maybe I would get to stay in California, but you know, things fell through. And, and every time it's so heartbreaking when you feel like you're doing everything right and then something falls through, but you have to just stick with it to know that you know, that you do have the power to create your own reality. And if you don't give up, you will make it. You just have to, you know, some of these false starts are like, they're like, they're not tests necessarily, but it's sort of like your mind is getting stronger. And so it's sort of like a fledgling, um, it's almost like a mirage that comes up and it's, it's not quite the thing yet but it's a vision of the thing. And so you're going to get attached to it because you're so desirous of this result, but that's not the thing. It's, it's a mirage, but it's leading you into the direction of the real thing. So long story short, on the very last day that I had to get out of where I lived, I found, I I learned that I had been accepted for the apartment that I'm in now. I still didn't know other than through zoom what it looked like, but I was, and, and plus I, I didn't even get a chance to see my exact apartment. I, I had to look at, um, a model of a similar apartment. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, whatever. I just knew that I needed to get out of where I was. It was a horribly toxic situation. And, you know, we hit the road. I, again, never gone out, never lived outside of my state other than I lived in Washington for less than a year, Washington state. So new state, you know, drove across the country, never had done that before. Um, Scary as heck, but I did it. I arrived in the apartment and it literally had everything that I had asked for. It's beautiful. I love this apartment. (laughs) It's so, I know this thing works. And then, I mean, I could go on and on and on the way I found my job after I got here. And then it was literally up the street from where I live. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So the, the bottom line is that these things work. Um, but I did want to read a couple of quotes from the book because he says things in certain places that are um, better than how I could say it. And another thing too is that beyond just keeping your positive mindset and knowing exactly what you want, there's two things that are really, really important that he introduces in the introduction. One is that you really have to know exactly what you want. And and that's very important. Everybody knows that they want to make more money, quote unquote, but that's a vague and it, it's easier to hear it in other people because sometimes I, I'm in these groups and, you know, I listen to people call in and they're asking for help. And usually they're artists 
and maybe they, you know, need help on a website or need help with marketing. And the person helping will ask, okay, so uh, what's your art about? Or what are you trying to do? Or what's the purpose of the website? And then you'll get these meandering, long-winded, you know, around the bush and back answers that you're like listening, you can hear it. Like this person has no clue what they want. And so that's why they're having trouble. And it's not to be judgmental. I mean, everyone's been there, but it's very, very important that you know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, pick something, just pick it. Because if you pick it and then you move towards it and okay, you're definite about it, even though you're not sure ultimately if that's what you want, it's going to get you to the next plateau. And that, that's where, that's what's really important. It's like you've got to get out of the starting gates. You have to be driving the car before you can steer it. You can't steer a car that's that's not even turned on. You have to know where you're going. And then if you just get your car moving, you can change directions at any point, but you've got to get moving first. So pick something. And so the book says this, it was talking about a guy who had wanted to work with Thomas Edison and all he knew is that he wanted to do it and and he was successful in getting it done. So it says, the book says he had nothing to start with except the capacity to know what he wanted and the determination to stand by that desire until he realized it. Okay. Extremely important. So two things, the determination to know exactly what you want and the determination to stand by it until you get it. Okay. And that's something that I had fallen down on. So I have a natural ability to fixate on what I want. I've always had that. The first manifestation that I was conscious of it, even though I didn't really know exactly what it was, but I was aware that I had commit, you know, created this for myself is I had become the captain of the cheerleaders when I was in high school and I don't really seem like the cheerleader type, but I loved football and I loved to perform. I loved athletics and it was fun. I love fun. So um, being a cheerleader looked like the most fun. Um, I had a big smile. I had a lot of energy. And so, you know, I fixated on getting on the squad and then the next year becoming head cheerleader was there was some stiff competition. You know, a lot of the girls wanted that position, Um, but I put this you know, law of attraction into place, even though I wouldn't have called it that. And I committed every thought, every action toward getting it done. And there were going to be co-captains that had been the tradition to have two girls lead the squad, but they had decided that year to have only one. And I was given that role. So that was my first inclination that I was capable of doing something um, extraordinary if I used my mind to those ends. So the determination though, is where I had fallen short many times before I had this flaky notion that if I struggled or if I experienced some sort of failure rejection, then that was a quote unquote sign from the universe that I was on the wrong track and that I should change (laughs) and do something else. So I can't, I would not embarrass myself by listing for you all the different entrepreneurial ventures that I've tried. The only thing that was consistent was that it was entrepreneurial. It was something that I could do for myself um, and create something, you know, create something for myself. A couple of examples, I tried being a masseuse. I tried being a Reiki healer. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And I just, like I said, I'm not going to humiliate myself by actually listing. Besides, it would take too long to do that. 
Um, so the, the thing that it had in common is that I need to be independent, but I kept quitting. I kept trying new things. I had the shiny object syndrome. I had the flakiness, you know, I had the, this is hard. Oh, this rejection means that I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing something that's super easy. And I think that's a um, detriment that some of the law attraction, law of attraction leaders will put into people's minds that everything has to be easy. I really think that that Personally, I think that, and this is just my opinion, but I think they do that for themselves because you can sell tickets easier when you tell people that something is easy. So if you tell people that I can help you lose weight without changing your diet and without exercising, I mean, I could like grow this podcast and, you know, make a lot of money um, because I could just promise people that. And I could help someone lose weight. I mean, that's one of the things that I'm good at is fitness and nutrition, but it's not easy and it does take work. And so I would not, you know, spin a, a, you know, a bill of goods to people and tell them that. So a lot of law of attraction teachers tell people that it's easy. And so it's very, um, it's very compelling to, to tell people that. And so what happens is that you think that as soon as you hit something that's boring or hard or difficult, then that means you're not supposed to keep going. Um, but this last quote that I'm going to bring up in the book says this, One of the most common causes of failure is the habit of quitting when one is overtaken by temporary defeat. Every person is guilty of this mistake at one time or another. Extremely important, okay? Yes, the law of attraction works. No, it is not easy. Yes, you will face the mirages that I talked about, the decoys, and you will face actual difficulties in achieving your goal. That is not an indication that you should quit, stop, give up, or anything like that, or just, you know, dissolve into negativity. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up. Let me see. Did I do better? A little bit better. Okay. (laughs) Takeaways. So success, however you define it, is possible. Your mind is a lot more powerful than you realize. It just is. You haven't even tapped into a fraction of what you're capable of. You just haven't. Okay. We can put a man on the moon when we, you know, when we unify and we make that as our aim and our goal. We've done it before, and certainly when you have a team, you can do literally anything, but even on your own, your mind is far more capable than you realize. So success, however you define it. If you don't wanna be filthy rich, that's fine. If you just wanna have a happy family, if you want to you know, become the best in your field, doesn't matter. Success, however you define it, is absolutely possible. Second takeaway, um, casual thought is not enough, okay? This is going to, whatever it is you want to achieve, it's going to have to become an obsession for you and not in a negative way where you are um, desperate, where you are worried about it. That's, that is not what I'm talking about. That actually will chase what you want away from you. It's, it's like with dating. So if you want to be a successful partner, you have to, like, it has to be important to you to have a relationship. If it's not important to you, then you either won't meet somebody or you'll meet them and it'll fall apart because deep down, it's just really not that important to you. So it's gotta be important to you, but you can't pursue it like some sort of desperate, desperado. You need it to be happy. You don't need it to be happy, okay? So being wealthy is important. It's important to have money because it allows you to do other things that are even more important. 
um, but you're not going to be able to just be casual about it and make it happen. It's going to have to become important to you, you know, on some level, okay? Or whatever your goal is, it's going to have to be important to you and it's going to have to go beyond just casual desire. And last takeaway is that thought period is not enough, okay? Thinking and, grow, and growing rich is not really a thing, although it's a great title, okay? Persistence is the key. So think and be persistent and grow rich. <laughs> that's, that's the deal. All right, so we're going to continue on. That was the introduction. Um, we're gonna get into the nitty gritty. Um, and I think I'll do a chapter a week because there's a lot of meat in the chapters. Um, I don't want this to go on forever. I think there are 15 chapters. Um, so I'm gonna play it by ear. As long as it's, it's, a, it's of interest to people, I'll keep it going until we finish the book. Um, but I think the takeaways in each chapter are really significant and nuanced, and they can, they're something that can be applied to whatever field that you are in. So, thank you for listening. Have a beautiful and productive week, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.